One guest, 10 songs, 10 reasons. Music was my first love on Radio Glamorgan. My guest today is host of Saturday and Sunday's GMRG, Luke Davis, a.k.a. The Live Luke, and we'll hear from him after his first choice, which is something rather cultured. This is Beethoven's Thoroughly. Luke, tell us about uh, Beethoven. Well, Beethoven, it's very hard not to know who Beethoven is. I mean, everyone nowadays would know him for Symphony Number no. 5 or the Pastoral Symphony. I mean, Beethoven is the man of classical music. And that, that one, I, the reason I selected Ferella is because, well, it was between that or, or the Pastoral Symphony. But of course, with classical music today... You'd be here for hours listening to it on end because the concertos they write, the symphonies they write, are about an hour, hour and a half, an hour and a half piece. Uh, well, I was surprised to find uh, three minutes of that. Indeed, and my my love to, for classical music is I've always had this real passion for classical music. I think it all started years ago when I had the tape for Fantasia. Remember that film? I remember Fantasia. Yeah. Yes, and you know it's animation with mu- with classical music and you just fall in love with classical music and it just sets your mind into what what you could be imagining and you know when you come home from a long day at work and you tune in on the radio you don't really want to hear all pop records and you know big dance tunes and that you just want to relax and you know and um, unwind to classical music how did you first get into radio presenting and in, in particular radio glamorgan well, it was it was year it was about ooh, about eight years ago. Funny enough, I um, my neighbour knew Andrew Loman Jones, of course, of Total Eighties, yeah. and he said, "Well, okay, bring him in and see, uh, and let's uh, let's see what he can do." And bearing in mind, uh, Andrew, this was in the days before we had the meet and greets, and right. and before you know. Um, this was when they just used to bring people in. But as long as you were over 18, you could have a full show. In fact, I was 17, so I couldn't have one until the following year. So I came in, helped out on a bit of his few of his uh, Wednesday nights, total 80s. And then when he took over doing Saturday Breakfast, I came in as his co-presenter before I got my own show, really. Next up, Britney Spears, a crush? Oh, crush indeed, <laughs> yes. You know, I, I'm going to say, I am. I wish I had a fiver for whenever you play Baby One More Time, either on the midweek mix or indeed on the night train, because it, but Britney, Britney was my first love. I mean, okay, she, she just had that, you know, seductive uh, charm round her that all boys thought, oh. <laughs> yeah, and, and I used to have a poster up in my bedroom. Yeah, that, that's proven how sad I am. That's all right. This is uh, Britney Spears and Baby One More Time. I thought I'd stop you there because I didn't know where this was going. Quite. You're listening to Music Was My First Love. Uh, I'm Andrew Wolfe, and my guest today is host of GMRG, Luke Davis, also known as The Live Luke. Hello. You won't remember the original Love Is All Around, and to be honest, uh, I'd never heard it before either, but uh, you're not even old enough to remember Wet Wet Wet's version, so what can you tell me about your third choice? This, interestingly, okay, you've watched Four Weddings, everyone's seen Four Weddings and a Funeral, Who, who hasn't? But 
and uh, I mean, you say the Trogs, but I, I like the Trogs version of uh, Lovers All Around. But I think the reason why I selected Wet, Wet, Wet was because this was number one the day I was born, the ah. 5th of August, 1994. And if you may I think it was at its... I don't know what number week it was, it, how many weeks, what number week it was oh, at number one, because... 14 or 15 or something? Yeah, and th- I think this must have been its... I think this must have been the 12th week it was at number one. But I- I'm going to just make a confession with you, Andrew. I never play this song on my radio show. Right. But I thought, because today we're doing Music Is My First Love, and it's important to have songs that, you know, meant a lot to, meant a lot to you or have have a story to it yeah and this one did have a story to it because it was number one the day i was born for for the sake of the archives it is on my music it's my first love makes me feel very very old indeed but actually before we do name the other two number ones wet 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 had well i got little help from my friends i knew that one Mm -hmm. and you know what the double a side of that was wasn't it She's Leaving Home by Billy Bragg? It was She's Leaving Home by Billy Bragg. But I didn't get the other one. You said it was Goodnight Girl. Yes. I didn't know that was number one. But actually, the on- their only number one that was not a cover. Okay. Yeah. Where does your uh, hashtag live loop come from? Hashtag live loop. Well, I think when we... You know when you when you start writing Twitter and yeah. you have to come up with... You have to come up with a Twitter name. So I remember when I was doing um, Saturday Breakfast with both Jonesy and Westy... And before they had the Total 80s Twitter, uh, Jonesy's was Jonesy on air. Right. Um, and, Car- and Westy's was Westy on air. And I didn't fancy being Lukey on air or, Dav- <laughs> or Davis on air. So I initially called myself DJ Luxembourg. But I thought that name didn't have much of a ring to it after um, after a while. And I think where, where you asked where the DJ Luxembourg come from. Yeah. Simple Radio Luxembourg. Absolutely, yeah. And then I just thought, I need a better name. I need a better name for myself. So I remember finding there was this one Irish show called The Live Mike. And I thought, The Live Mike? The Live Luke. Live Luke. That works well. And you got the two L's together. Yeah, the double L's. Your fourth choice uh, on this edition of Music Was My First Love is an Elton John classic. And arguably the best thing he's ever recorded. Tell us about Tiny Dancer. Well, Tiny Dancer, what can I say about it? The only Elton John single that has done well in America, but never charted over here. Well, eventually it did chart. Yeah. Thanks to the John Lewis advert, yeah. um, but this this single came to me. It was years ago. I was presenting an Easter holiday special on Radio Glamorgan to celebrate his seventieth birthday, right. and you know I, I put it to people: what was it? What were their favourite Elton John songs? Out of the forty songs we chose, "Tiny Dancer" was number one from, from... all forty Elton John songs that wow. we selected. It beat "Sacrifice," your song. Something about the way you look tonight beat all the classic Elton John tunes as the number one single. You should look up, I've actually got it on DVD, but you should look up uh, an old Grey Whistle Test clip. Yes. Of the first time he performed it when it was a new song, when the album came out. Mm. Uh, just him at the piano. It's fantastic. On the closer, tiny dancer. Chosen uh, Aaron Copeland's fanfare for the common man for your next choice, Luke. I Indeed. just wondered 
why not the most famous version by Emerson, Lake and Palmer? Well, Emerson, Lake and Palmer, uh, it, it is the most famous, as you say, but it's because this is the this is an original masterpiece. We were saying before on air, we, we you thought you thought this was a cover. Yeah, thanks for for telling the world that. <laughs> oh, the, my, well, no, it, well, no, the, I did. No, yeah. I always thought it was an Emerson, Lake and Palmer song. But it, it, I think it's because Emerson, Lake and Palmer. They did a cracking job at their version of Fan Forever the Common Man, but they were trying to make it sound more seventies and progressive art yeah. rock. I like Rick Wakeman, you said. Yeah, yeah. Fan- Rick Wakeman, fantastic. Um, but of course, w- when you listen to the original Fan Forever the Common Man, as as I have in in time, it just sets your mind back, and you can think the vision I see is sort of an apocalyptic world where only one man has survived. When I listen to this tune. Yeah. And that, that's why I've selected Aaron Copland's version and not Emerson, Lake and Palmer's. You're listening to another edition of Radio Glamorgan's Music Was My First Love with host of Saturday and Sunday morning's GMRG, Luke Davis, choosing 10 of his favourite tracks. Dolores, such a such a voice, a real talent, and just great Irish alternative rock. Now, what I can often say about Linger, that that, that now that's a song that I that does take me back from when you meet a girl and you think the girl shows you the world, and you know, and then apparently at the same point she just stabs you in the back. <laughs> that is. Well, it speaks the voice of experience. It speaks the voice. Of, it does, and I think that that is a song that, as I've been through that a number of times, that is a song that often gets me through it. And of course, the fact I just love the cranberries, and it's we, it, it was just a shock that when when we heard last year that she yeah, died. It was, and such a lovely voice. And and the one thing that came out when she died was, it's a sad story. It is, you know? yeah. And and she'd been recording a couple of days before. Mm. Um. You could have chosen any Beatle track, Luke, so why uh, we can work it out? Oh, God. I've always been a fan of the Beatles. I think, who you know, when, you, when you're brought into this world, the, the three musical geni- geniuses you will always grow up to love are David Bowie, mm-hmm. either the Rolling Stones or Elton John, yeah. and the Beatles. Yeah. And I think if I had to choose any Beatles song, the reason I've chosen We Can Work It Out is because it's one of those songs that can just get you through the day, just has a very good life story to it. You know, try and see it my way. Only time will tell you how I am right and I am wrong. We can work it out. That's how I get through day-to-day life, you know. Try to see it my way. Do I have to keep on talking till I can go? Tell me about GMGR, GMRG. Sorry. <laughs> well, GMRG has been um, has been going on since. Well, I wouldn't say since I first started because I initially started doing Friday afternoons. In between that, I realised they didn't have much of a structure of a show for Friday afternoons. And you think, and I'm not really an afternoon broadcaster. I always thought my place would have been on the mornings. Mm. So I remember after doing about a year and a half of Friday afternoons. It's cold day in January. I just said to Jamie at the time when he was program controller, "Look, I want to have, I want to change my show. Can I do Sunday mornings nine till 12? That's how it it started. So, GMRG as you would call it is sort of like your standard 
Simon Bates's uh, mid-morning show. Well, my hero. It is completely. And so, you know, we've got the golden greats at the first hour, which is, you know, like the golden hour yeah. in a sense. And then the 11 o'clock love tune, which is like our tune. Um, and then I, I used to do this feature for four years on it called the Revival Novelty Tune. But I think after just four years of playing novelty music, which actually <laughs> Simon Mayo used to do a lot on his show, yeah. um, which, do you know, after four years of playing novelty songs, I just ran out of novelty songs to play. I'm amazed you lasted that long, actually. I know. And so it's now become the Sunday show tune. And has having the two shows, I know you've been doing the two shows now in 2019, um, and it's nice to share Saturdays with you, I have to oh, say. Oh, it is, yes. Um, but, has, but bear in mind, there's about an eight-hour gap. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> has it has having the two shows been what you expected it to be? It has actually. Yeah, it 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 is much more hard work than just having a one show. But if you want to be a professional broadcaster like you are and like I and like I am, that well, I mean that that is sort of blowing our own trumpets in a yeah. bit in a sense. But you know, if you want to be a professional broadcaster, you have to do more than one show a week and. I think, you know, doing two shows is actually, you know, it just boosts your confidence and has more fun and you can talk more and play more music you love and uh, talk more on air about uh, ridiculous fins. And I think the great thing about it is at the end of the night train, for about 10 minutes, I feel very bereft because I've got to wait another week to do that. Although I've got the Wednesday show, yeah, I've got another week before I do that show. At least if you feel that way on a Saturday, you know you've only got 24 hours before you're in again. Oh, quite, yeah. But how did uh, the great, um, how did the great heroes of our time manage when they used to do well five days a week? I, I don't know how they do it. Yeah, I really don't. I know, I know that they have a producer and and they know what the presenter likes for example somebody like um steve wright mm. i know that now and again the producer will stick in luther vandross because he is a massive massive luther vandross but doing it on our own when we don't have a producer i i it's it's a lot of work doing for one show well i know you like luther vandross and van morrison absolutely and you can't get from one extreme to the other there and really. me on the other hand i like abba and uh what, what's another song i yeah, by Lizo as well. Yeah, Juice. Oh, fine. Oh, well, yeah. no, I heard you play that as well. So, yeah. Your eighth choice on this edition of Music Was My First Love is The Way It Is from Bruce Hornsby and the Ah, uh, now this takes me back to the early days of Radio Glamorgan when I used to be on uh, Jonesy's uh, Saturday show. And, of course, for you who who are the warm... You and Susie, who are the warm-up act for Jonesy yeah. and Westy, I'm surely you've heard this a lot on Total 80s. Yes, Yes, this actually takes me back to the first days on Radio Glamorgan when his Saturday breakfast show used to start off by playing uh, Paul Young and Street Band with Toast. Yes, I've played that. I know, cracking tune. Uh, that's not the Paul Young of Sad Cafe, that's the Paul Young of... Wherever I lay my hat. That's my home. And then he'd often, and then in every Saturday show, he would always throw on The Way It Is by Bruce Hornsby. And it's just that begin, that just beginning piano acoustic you hear you think oh this song is marvellous that's just the way it is some things have never changed there's a feature on uh, GMRG which uh, I've been lucky enough to take part in which is Guilty Pleasure uh, where someone gets to choose two tracks you wouldn't expect them to like well I wouldn't 
go as far as to say your ninth choice is a guilty pleasure of mine, but you can't help but sing along to it. Really, can you, you can't, no. And th- this is interesting because you think of television these days and you look, you look at the amount of... This is going to sound really biased, what I'm about to say, but the, it, the, the amount of rubbish on television mm-hmm. there is nowadays, it's not as good as what the patch of the 80s and 90s and early 2000s bought us and, you know, Saturday Night Entertainment yeah. uh, before we got stuck in with the X Factor and Britain's Got Talent and pop stars. Well, you, you must have watched pop stars. No. OK, well, <laughs> fine, but... It, it was a different level because it it wasn't like a reality television show where you you would actually have to vote off contestants. It was more a documentary put together, and then the group who were put together they would then be out campaigning for the number one single. And I remember years ago at a hospital broadcasting conference, we had an evening with Mark Goodyear, and Mark Goodyear said this was probably one of the best moments he ever had when he was doing the Radio 1 chart show. Why does why does this song take me back? Well, it's because the group Hearsay were the first group I ever saw in concert. That was my first gig. Good grief. I know, good grief indeed. And uh, don't ask me anything I remember, but I'll just say this. Kim Marsh was not in Corrie. No. Mylene Class wasn't on Smooth. And who's the other girl? Oh. She wasn't in Emmerdale, put it that oh, that's way. That's right. Uh, and the two boys, well, Danny, don't know about him, but Noel, interestingly, Jonesy knew him. And he also kept getting a mention in Gavin and Stacey. He did. They were filming <laughs> Gavin and Stacey the other day. But um, interesting before we play this song, because this wasn't actually done written for Hearsay. It was written for a Gill group called Gilfin. Have you heard, heard no. of it? Basically, Simon Ca- they were Simon Cowell's botched attempt for the Spice Girls. He put a lot of publicity into their first tune, which was Last One Standing, saying this is going to get to number one. They recorded their Radio One Congratulations interview, even hide the Eiffel Tower out because he was determined the single would get to number one. And it got to number eight in the charts. (laughs) Biggest crowning achievement of failure. So he this was meant to be their second single that they'd already recorded. But by the time Nigel Lithgow came along and started at Popstars, Mm -hmm. He said to Simon Carl, actually, I like that song. Can we use it for the group? And there we have it. So Gilfin were uh, throwing in uh, the charity bin. And <laughs> here come Hearsay. Last one up for your choice of 10, Luke, is a TV classic. Bring me sunshine from Olcom and Wise. Such a happy song, and and for someone who is about 30 years older than you, brings back uh, so many happy memories. I can imagine, yeah. And the reason I chose Bring Me Sunshine is it's always been, ever since the first days when I did GMRG, it's always been the outro song. I think it's because it's just a jolly song, and I mean, Morecambe and Wise were a comedy genius. Of course they were. Recently, I was watching. when they appeared on the Ed Sullivan show in America, and apparently the Americans couldn't understand it. No, yeah. it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> but but no, I mean, there's a lot there's a lot of stuff about Ed Sullivan that I mean, when Cilla Black did her appearance over in over in America on Ed Sullivan to try and get her name out there, because of course she was being managed by Brian Epstein of the Beatles fame. Ed Sullivan says, "Right now, and all the way from Wales, England." 
No. No. Wales is not in England. And she wasn't from Wales. No, she was from no. Liverpool. <laughs> Maybe he might have thought she might have been from the Vale of Cloyd. But no, Morecambe and Wise, they were just a comedy genius. And you've got to love the Christmas specials. They had Shirley Bassey, of course, when uh, she appeared on it. And uh, she gets her shoes stuck on the step. And then Morecambe and Wise are having to, you know... Uh, just carry her and then Angela Rippon as well and the bed sketch, who can forget that? Well, you wouldn't get away with that now. I can't let you go, Luke, without talking briefly about your other love, oh, yeah. uh, Eurovision. For you, I want to ask you seriously, is it something you're passionate about and really enjoy or do you see it as a tongue-in-cheek and, and not to be taken seriously? Probably a combination of both. I've been deeply passionate about the Eurovision Song Contest since 2001 if I thought we didn't take it seriously, I wouldn't. I would never have attended the contest in person, as I have done for the last since 2014. Well, with the exception of a few, but it's you know. I think it's just when your heart is in the right place for music, and it's great to hear other countries share their culture. That part where you say we don't take it seriously, there is the sense that the UK don't take it seriously because the BBC in particular have often felt that, okay, well, we had our fun back in, you know, pre-99. Yeah. But now we're thinking, well, music's changing and we broadcast other shows. Mm. And it is a sense that because ever since we got that nil poire back in 2003 with Gemini. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah, everyone, that's, that's really been the turn-off for a lot of big names. I mean... The last time we did particularly well was when Lloyd Webber took over the reins yeah. and brought back, you know, Jade Ewan with It's My Time. But of course, in that sense, Lloyd Webber actually funded the entire thing. Well, it makes a big difference. Now, listen, as for you, mm-hmm. two shows on the weekend, the podcast, uh, loads of celebrity interviews, the Swedish specials with Claudia. Uh, you're really enjoying your time with Radio Glamorgan, Completely, you? yes. If I wasn't, I would have probably left years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, thanks for coming in, Luke. My pleasure, Andrew. Bring me fun, bring me sunshine, bring me love. You've been listening to Music Was My First Love on Radio Glamorgan, where volunteer Luke Davis has been choosing ten of his favourite tracks. I'm Andrew Wolfe, and join me again soon when another Radio Glamorgan volunteer chooses their favourite tracks on another edition of Music Was My First Love. So much joy you can give.